I want to thank you for joining us on this Tuesday, the 17th day of November. You're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. That is Sunday morning live on a Tuesday. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. And you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. You know, as I always say, and I'll continue to say, there is no better place to be than the word of God. And I hope you feel the same way because the Bible tells us that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word, his word is going to endure. It's going to outlast everything. It's going to outlast everything. And so certainly want to give God the glory. And, you know, the only way to get to know him is to be in his word. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., 
Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. If you've missed any of the messages or a part of a message, and you know, please visit uh, connectingtruth.org. Again, that's connectingtruth.org and click God on demand uh, to access the message archive. Um, you know, I, I am just thrilled about the Lord and just magnify him today is Tuesday. And so today is a fast day and I, 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 hope, I pray that you have been fasting and praying as well. Um, you know, we need to consecrate and, and be dedicated unto the Lord. Paul said that I, I crucify my flesh uh, daily. And so it's something that we do every day. You know, when we wake up, we rededicate ourselves unto the Lord, you know, and, and determined to walk according to his will. And so today was a fast day, fasting, prayer, you know, and at work, uh, some things were accomplished, some programs that needed to be uh, implemented and some training that needed to be done for some, you know, all of that was accomplished. So it was a productive day, you know, and I, I hope that you had a productive day as well. Um, you know, our broadcasts are live and, you know, then those that are listening uh, as they go to work or wake up in other parts of, in other continents and different places, and they'll hear the recorded broadcast. I'm asking for your prayers and, you know, I've stopped and um, to get uh, a part a cable that was needed for our um, for our soundboard. And I'm telling you, the enemy is just really fighting it because uh, I plugged in and, and ran a test on everything prior to the broadcast. And here we are uh, fighting with this with issue here. But nonetheless, God is good. Well, uh, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and so this, the violence is going to take it by force. And so um, just want you to know, um, this is a transparent, this broadcast is pretty transparent. So I uh, just want you to know because it's real. And so there are bloopers, there are things that go on that you may not see on other places or other uh, uh, media because it may have been edited out uh, uh, before you've heard it or seen it. But when it's live, you'll catch some funny things that are going on uh, in a service. Uh, we were talking about bloopers in the church and, um, uh, you know, and how the camera caught people texting in service, nodding off in service, you know, and just uh, uh, different things that are not, uh, you know, supposed to be carrying on in the house of God. Thank, thank the Lord we're not in the Old Testament. So if we were in the Old Testament, there are many things that would not transpire in the house of God without immediate, immediate consequences to it. And so I thank God for his grace. Listen, I, I want to say something here, and, and I hope that you're able to receive it. And so, um, you know, we're, we're all dealing with issues, and I, I'm not talking about self-inflicted issues. I'm talking about the issues that are impacting us globally. And, you know, once you know, some things are not intended to feel good. And in this moment, to, things don't feel good. 
for many people, and we certainly don't minimize the effect and the impact that this pandemic has had on people throughout uh, uh, the year. You know, people are suffering deaths, sickness, fatigues, you know, because of this situation and many other situations as well. Uh, the, the Bible tells us in uh, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, about the 11th through the 13th verse. Now, I'm, I'm strictly speaking about this one issue, you know, that is impacting globally. The scripture says, now, no chastisement for the moment seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nonetheless, afterwards, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up your hands which hang down in the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Least that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. You know, there's a day that's coming that is going to, and I'm talking to God's elect, that is going to uh, shift us and, uh, you know, we talk about uh, people have have preached messages. People have gotten excited talking about God is going to show up and show out, you know, and in their mind, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, maybe they were thinking of a, a something material, a new house, a car, color TV. I don't know. But I, I'm saying that God will show up and show out in your home where his anointing, the Bible said his anointing destroys the yoke. And there's nothing the enemy can do when God's anointing destroys the yoke. You have to uh, remain in, in position. You have to remain in place. When God shows up, he's showing up because you're in place. He's showing up because he's going to show out for you. And so I want you to know that and many of us are, are fasting. We're sensitive to what's going on, uh, praying and, and, and seeking God. You know, and I, for one, along with others, refuse to be desensitized because when you become desensitized, you become complacent. You become complacent with what's going on. And so I, I hope you're able to receive that and look forward to, to the power of God uh, being demonstrated in the life of his people. Uh huh. Uh, God knows what to do and he knows just how to do it. Let's be faithful unto him and let's continue to hold uh, each other up in prayer, your neighbor, your neighborhood, your community, you know, hold them up in prayer, hold up society in prayer. And, you know, so that God, he's sovereign, he needs to have preeminence. And so we uh, not only will be vigilant in prayer, uh, as the Bible tells us, for all men, that's the will of God. But it says after this manner. Uh, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. It, it, in that prayer, it, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And so that is the power of the prayer. We want God's will to be done here on earth, not our, not our opinion, not our feelings, 
But God, whatever you feel, whatever your opinion is, that's what we want. That's what we need. It's whatever, however you see it, that's the way I want to see it. I want to see it the way God sees it. And so we have to grow, uh, you know, in God. And that means that we have to get past our natural opinions and, you know, those things that we quote, the air quotes, you know, consider to be our spiritual opinion, because every opinion does not line up with the word of God. We want to line up with his word. Uh, God has so much more. Uh, so we don't want to get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Uh, don't get comfortable. Uh, God has so much more. And so you can't align. Uh, one, you cannot align yourself with people. And it, because aligning yourself with people, you'll wind up disregarding. You're going to discard God's word and expect the outcome to be great. Number two, he, uh, you have to deal with the here and the now. You have to deal with the reality of what is going on uh, right now. And number three, allow God to have preeminence no matter what. We want to allow God to have his way. Lord, have your way. Have your way while I'm at work so that I'm a good steward. Have your way uh, when uh, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing. You know, it was, it was funny. I, I saw road rage on my way over to the church this evening, um, and I hadn't seen that in quite some time. I was a little shocked at these uh, middle-aged men and how they were acting. But, uh, you know, uh, we're not supposed to act like that. Let's not be that way. I want to direct your attention over to the book of Ezekiel. The 31st chapter, beginning at the 11th verse through the 18th verse, and we're going to talk about the word of God. The Bible says, I have therefore delivered him into the hand of the mighty one of the heathen. He shall surely deal with him. Hmm. I have driven him out for his wickedness. The strangers. The terrible of the nations have cut him off and I have left him upon the mountains and in all the valleys his branches are falling and his boroughs are broken by all the rivers of the land and all the people of the earth are gone down from his shadow and have left him. Now, if you recall, the Lord has spoke about uh, the king of Egypt and his um, his allies that they were, he was as a mighty fir tree, a beautiful tree where he could shadow and take care and be a covering for so many others. But God is here saying that he's drying up. He will be dried up and he'll be cut down. He'll be consumed by uh, a mighty one, someone that's greater than him. Your enemy might pick on you, might come against you, but God has someone that is greater than your enemy. And I, I, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself on this, but, uh, you know, uh, the 13th verse, it says, Upon his ruin shall all the fowls of the heaven remain, and all the beasts of the field shall be upon his branches, uh, to the end that none of all the trees by the water exalt themselves for their height, neither uh, shoot up their top among the thick burrows, neither their trees stand up in their height all that drink water for uh, they are all delivered unto death 
to the nether part of the earth in the midst of the children of men and them will and them that go down to the pit. Thus said the Lord God in the day when when he excuse me in the day when he went down to the grave I caused a mourning I covered the depth for him and I restrained the floods thereof and the great waters were stayed and I caused Lebanon to mourn for him for all the trees of the field fainted for him I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall when I cast him down to hell with them that descended up into the pit and all the trees of Eden and the choice of the best of Lebanon all that drink water shall be comforted in neither part of the earth. They also went down into hell with him unto them that be slain with the sword and they that are or that were his arm that dwelled upon under his shadow in the midst of the heathen. To whom art thou thus like in glory and the greatness among the trees in Eden? Yet thou shall thou be cut down in the tree with the trees of Eden unto the nether parts of the earth. Thou shalt lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with them that be slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his multitude, saith the Lord God. You know, the enemy caused trouble for uh, those that call upon the Lord. They cause, he causes trouble for those that believe and, and yield themselves unto him. But he also causes trouble for those that believe, those that uh, have experienced with God, but yet do not yield themselves 100%. You know, our trouble, our trouble when God causes, when the enemy comes in uh, and brings about trouble, uh, it, there are times that God allows this to happen. Yeah, uh, good things uh, happen to good people. And there are also uh, bad things that happen to good people. We can see that with Job. Uh, Job, uh, uh, the Bible said, when the sons of God came together, that uh, in the midst of them, Lucifer was there. And he asked, and the Lord asked him, have you considered my servant Job? And, and he is a, and I'm paraphrasing it, but he is a righteous man. He's a man that 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 does not like cheaters. He's a man that does not like thieves. Uh, he's a man that, in other words, he's not going to perform any of those acts. He is against unrighteousness. He's against sin. He doesn't like it. You know, I was when I was growing up. <laughs> when I was growing up, my Godmother taught me a very good lesson, and she said, you have to learn to uh, hate the bad and love the good. You have to learn to hate what is not right and love that which that is right. You have to love that. You can't just hate what is wrong and don't fill it with something that is good. Uh, the Bible tells us this. It says, when a house has been clean and garnished, you know, uh, you commit yourself unto the Lord. Uh, you you get baptized for in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, and uh, you're tarrying for the Holy Ghost, or have been. You know, uh, you're you're a clean vessel. It's like walking into 
uh, a sanctuary that has been swept clean and garnished. And the Bible said the spirit, that spirit that you once had, the, the spirit that was using you, uh, that has now been kicked out, has been evicted, is roaming and looking for another place to inhabit. And when it cannot find a place to inhabit, it comes back to you. And at that point, it's trying to, it, the Bible said that it looks at, it, it will look in the window and look and check you out to see, uh, is, are you occupied? And, and then it will get other spirits that is similar to it, and it will try to take over. It will come and occupy the house. And so you have to protect the house by filling the house with good. Fill the house with God. Terry and pray that God fill you with his spirit. You don't want to be occupied by anything else. And so uh, the, the enemy, Job occupied and filled his house. Job said that he made a covenant with his eyes. He said, look, I'm a married man. I have children, I have daughters, I have sons, and I'm making a covenant. I'm making a promise with my own eyes. You got to make a promise to yourself that you're not going to get out the will of God. You're not going to sin. He said, I'm not going to look at other women. He said, I'm not going to look upon another damsel. Why am I going to do that? You know, you, you, you know all the reasons not to. And so Job made that covenant with himself. He was a righteous man, but yet he suffered at the hand of the enemy. Our enemy can cause us to forget that all things are working for our good. That's why we have to be rooted and grounded uh, in the word of God so that when that day come, when those things, situations rise up and we start dealing with the battles, the issues of life and the mind battles and emotional battles and different things that, that impact us, you know, we'll stop looking at the fact that all things are working to our good because we'll start questioning and saying, how is this going to work to my good? You know, let, let's be real, be honest with ourselves. You know, uh, maybe you haven't arrived there. I've been there. I've been there. And I learned that all things will work together for my good as long as I continue to love the Lord. Now, the, the, the scripture says that, that all things work together for the good of them that love him. And so that love, that, that love part um, that uh, connects us to God says that if you love me, keep my commandments. That's why, you know, the, the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God, even when you don't feel like it. When you don't feel like it. Uh, the thing about making something right or doing what is right is that you may not feel like it, but you do it because it is right, uh, is righteous, it's, it's good to do, it's right to do. We don't always feel like going to work, but we get up and we go because it's the right thing to do. We have a contract. We're, we're fulfilling our agreement uh, with our employer. We may want to splurge and buy something else instead of paying that bill. But we know that 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 can damage our credit. We, we know that uh, is, we're going to have to double up and all of those different things that come to that will impact us. So the best thing to do is to go ahead and pay the bill. 
because it's right to do. The Bible tells us in Romans, the eighth chapter, about the 26th verse, it says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we shall pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. You know, those those moans, those that that uh, that that conversation that is not really distinguishable with words, but it comes up from our belly. You know, that moaning, that groaning, that thing that that says, God, uh, if you don't do it, can't nobody else. He feels that he understands that he knows that. And so uh, the spirit itself make an intercession for us with groans, uh, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he make an intercession for the saints, according to the will of God. So our intercession, what uh, the, the, the mediation that is that occurs for us uh, is according to the will of God. That's why it's important to abide in the will of God. That's why it's important to know and understand the will of God so that you can apply it to your life. And we know what? That all things, what, what, is, what does all things, that is a large umbrella that covers everything, all things, all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. You need to understand that you, God, you have purpose in God. Therefore, you can't dibble and dabble and, uh, you know, and, and slip and dip and, and, and creep over here. Creep. You can't do all of that because what you love God and what because you have been called by his purpose. See, when we keep things in his proper perspective, it causes us that helps us to resist the devil. That helps us to resist uh, temptations that helped us to, that helped us resist those things that would draw us outside of God's will. And so uh, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. God has a plan for you to be conformed to the image of his dear son, that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified. So God has justified you. He has made you righteous. And the scripture also says that he also glorified. So see, we're walking around sometimes, and because we don't see the Shekinah glory or the power of God upon us doesn't mean no one else does. They may not approach you, but it don't mean that it's not seen. Uh, that when we talk about favor, that's because someone, God touches someone's heart and they see something about you, uh, their heart. Maybe they, they may have even been against you at, at, until you stood in, the pres in their presence and things changed just that instantly. All of a sudden, their heart was filled with compassion. God knows how to justify you in a situation and to glorify you. What shall we say then uh, to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Israel had some infirmities. You know, they had some weaknesses. They had some frailties among them. And those frailties became disabilities, which uh, uh, incapacitated them. 
your weakness, your frailties. Uh, the Lord told Peter, he said, when you have been strengthened, see, Peter has some weaknesses. Peter has some frailties. He had some, some things that would, that, that would cause disabilities and uh, incapacitate him. But the Lord said, when you've been strengthened, when you've overcome those things, uh, then you help somebody else, strengthen the brother. You help somebody else. You know, and that's what that's what our responsibility is for those that have overcome is to help somebody else. We don't judge. We don't look at people and put them down because they have not arrived to where you think you are. They haven't arrived to where I think I am. No, I'm, I'm saved by the grace of God. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be standing behind this mic. I would not. Uh, uh, my mind, I don't know where it would be at. As far as I know, of, I would be could be in the grave. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am saved by the grace of God. You are saved by the grace of God. And therefore, that grace does not look down upon anybody. We don't look down. We don't we don't talk about people. We don't put people to the curb or nothing like that, because if it had not been for the grace of God, you don't know how far or where you would be at today. I wouldn't be. No, you don't know that. You don't know that because it didn't happen that way. So we're to strengthen our brethren. We're to encourage someone else. That's why it's important to pray for wisdom so that the Lord guides you how to, how to, help, how to go in and out among uh, his people. Not just his people, but you want to know how to go in and out among, those, uh, among everybody, how to deal with people. God, give me wisdom how to deal with, with those that, that I come in contact with. I need to know and I need to understand how to deal with them. You know, I, was, I, was, I called for a meeting today and um, we didn't follow through on the meeting because one of the attendees uh, could not be there. And so we postponed the meeting. And prior to the meeting, someone had, told, had uh, mentioned some things about uh, that my name was was brought up in some technical aspect and needed to you know some some things that needed to be resolved and you know i could have taken that and walked with it and said you know hey uh man they, they talking about me behind my back or anything. but that would be the wrong approach because whatever the need is i need to listen to them and tell them thank you for making helping me to understand what the need is so i can make sure the problem is resolved that's what a solution developer is you solve the problem. And so uh, it's all about how you approach something. Wisdom will tell you how to approach a situation so that when you walk away, they're saying thank you with a smile. Rather, and you should never feel that somebody got over on you because you uh, humbled yourself. You should never feel that way because you yield and gave in. You should never feel that way. That's what the Lord did. He was righteous. There was no guilt found in him, but yet he humbled himself so that we could become sons of God. Hmm. God knew his elect. He knew the children of Jacob had issues. <laughs> he knew they had issues when they came out, when he delivered them out of Egypt. He knew that they had issues. And so let me let me say that again. God knew his elect. God knew that you and I had issues when he led us out of Egypt, that's what the world, when he led us out. Children, and any, some of you have children, some are planning and, and you know, God bless you. Um, 
children don't always listen to their parents and you have to think about when you were growing up now if you if you did then uh, this is what i'm saying is not for you but for some of us uh, so you learned some things that were true and what you learned corrected uh the behavior because there we there were some bumps uh some bumps on the head you know uh, as my parents used to say uh, they were from texas and oklahoma and, and you know and I heard my mother say, you know, uh, a hard head makes a soft behind. And so uh, you learn some things. You get enough knocks and abuses a, a few times, uh, you should get tired. You should get tired of, of new lumps. You know, in the cartoon character, uh, they would have uh, lumps on top of lumps that was growing on top of those lumps. Uh, and so was some of us just didn't listen. And and got lumps, but uh, we learn by the things that we suffered. All things, that, that hard knock, the school of hard knocks, uh, hindsight 2010, it worked for our good when we paid attention. It worked for our good. If you allow those lumps, if you allow those things, the, the hard transitions and the different things that you learn to work, it will work for your good because you love the Lord. It will work for your good. Now, Israel was having some, had went through some, some hard situations because they did not listen to what God was saying. But now there has been a shift. There is a shift. There's a turn. And I, I can't wait because we're headed someplace. And, and, and I'm telling you, the more that I, I've, I've looked into Ezekiel, the, the more I, I, I've become more and more excited because I'm understanding things that I've never seen and understood before. I'm seeing a parallel of different things that, you know, but, but listen, when we allowed uh, the children of Israel needed to go through that and, and, and God used uh, Egypt, he used the different ones that the children of Israel made alliances with to also cause them great grief, to get their attention. There are some things that God used to get our, he wants to have our attention. And we didn't listen when he called our voice. We didn't listen when he sent a dream. We didn't listen when God uh, sent a messenger. And so we went on about our own way. And so uh, uh, then we had to feel a little suffering, a little pain, a little, but it's working toward, it's working for our good. If you allow it, it will work. You, it, when you come out, when you come out of it, the Lord said, if we endure what he, that when we come out, it's going to bring about peaceable fruit. The psalm said, the psalmist said, and this is 7, 8, um, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. We're supposed to teach our children the word, the word and the will of God that the generations to come might know them, even the children which should be born, uh, who should arise and declare them to their children. So our children, our children, children, our children, children, they're supposed to know about the Lord. Are you teaching your children? Are you having family devotion? Are you keeping uh, the, the word of God next to them and in their heart? You know, I, I applaud my, my daughter. She, um, uh, she would have... Um, uh, the gospel music, Tom, uh, uh, oh, Tom, she's going to kill me for that. Listen, 
I can't think of his name right now, but she would have the soft uh, acoustic guitar um, music playing and he was singing gospel hymns. And that was one of the ways that he learned to sleep at night was listening to the word of God as he was growing up, you know, and uh, we have to, and that was very wise of her. That was very wise in what she did. And so we need to learn how to just use that same wisdom and to soothe in and to usher in the presence of God, the spirit of God into the lives of our children, you know, and so that they might set their hope in God. That's the seventh verse, that they might set their hope in God and forget not the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers. The Lord didn't want the children, the grandchildren and children and children and grandchildren to grow up and to be like those that came out of Egypt because they were stubborn and a rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts right, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Now, the scripture tells us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the word and the work, you know, and so we want to be steadfast. And so to stay steadfast, you have to stay focused. And so they kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his laws. And they forgot his works and his wonders that he showed them. Israel refused God. They wouldn't go past the natural. Remember, talking about natural opinion and things, the feelings, the emotions, you know, uh, the, that earthly side of us. And they wouldn't go and they didn't get past the spiritual influences. They held on to those things that they saw that influenced them. And so God showed them more, would have showed them more, but they were comfortable with the mundane. They were comfortable and got involved with worshiping other things and following after what others were doing and making these allies that God said don't make. And so what happened? They aligned themselves with people. They, dis, they discard God's word and they expected a an outcome that would be great, which was not reality. Their reality became obscure. obscure. Therefore, God did not have preeminence in their lives. And God is still, and God still used it. Even though they did those things, God still used everything to work for their good. When your enemy, now your enemy is not the physical person sitting next to you. Many of us would fit that description if it had not been for the Lord. When your enemy touches God's anointed, you, whether physical or trying to influence you, it, it, it's done at a price. It comes with a price. The Lord told the, the serpent about the third chapter of Genesis, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life, because thou, what? Because thou done this. You're cursed. You're going to eat dust because of what you did. The enemy, when the enemy bothers you, when the enemy comes against you, even when you have uh, wrongfully stepped into the enemy's camp, and made an alliance with the enemy, knowing in your heart that that's not right. God knows how to use it. 
We don't play games with that. But God knows how to use it to work to your good, to draw you in and back to the place where he can give you an expected end. God knows just what to do. He knows how to, he's a specialist. God specializes and he can do what no other power can do. There is no greater power when it comes to deliverance. God is a deliverer. He knows how to deliver us when we mess up. He knows how to deliver us when some when we're walking in right and, and the enemy come against us and set a trap. God knows how to deliver us. The best benefit and the greatest testimony is holding on to God's word. And it's one day at a time. One day at a time. Not for the whole year. Nope. You know what? I live saved this year. And with the Lord, Terry, I'm going to take one day at a time. I'm going to take one step at a time and live unto the Lord. And knowing that all things is working to my good, even when it does not seem like it, even when the enemy try to make you think that it is not, the enemy try to make you think he has the advantage. He tried to make Israel think he had the advantage. Look at me. He bolstered himself against Israel. He said he was going to tear down the gates of Israel. He was going to take control of it. He was going to he was going to plumberize Israel and take all the goods. And God said, not so. Enough is enough. This is where I'm drawing the line. This is going to work for their good. Yes, they did that. You know, the enemy, the devil is accuser of the brethren. Uh, he will accuse, he will stand and try to point the finger at you. But listen, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Just love him. Love the Lord. Love him. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just love him. Just tell him thank you. Tell him something good. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Bless your name, Jesus. Tell him that you love him. Lord, I love you. I worship you. You're the only God in my life. You sit on the throne of my heart, Lord. You're welcome, Lord. You're welcome in my life. You're welcome in my home. You're welcome in my, my car or my job. Lord, wherever I am, I want your presence there. I covet you. I'm thirsty for you. I'm hungry for you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this exhortation of your word this evening, Lord. We thank you right now for your power. We thank you, Lord, knowing that all things are working together for our good because we love you. Lord, and we pray and ask that you would bless uh, each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, bless those that are praying, those that are seeking you. Lord, and you know the situation that is going on, the fatigue, the the sicknesses and the, and the deaths of the families that are in bereaved right now, Lord God, and we pray and ask that you would comfort them as only you know how to do. Lord God, touch Lord, Lord Jesus and bless us, Lord. Crown our heads with wisdom and knowledge, Lord, as we go in and out among people, those that we meet along the way, Lord God, help us. Help us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you be glorified that you be magnified in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I, I, I thank God for you that are listening. Those that will hear this later. God bless you. And, you know, I just want you to be blessed. Be blessed. And again, know that all things are working 
for your good. Know that it's working on your behalf and there's nothing the enemy could do. When the enemy touches you, when he comes after you, when he, when he fights against you, know that God has your back and that it is working for your good. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with, with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona and want you to be blessed. Hope to see you soon, to see you here, or to see you there. Amen.